productive week um so we are um having a lot of traction especially now that the economy is opening up uh, i think uh, things are going to get a lot better for for everyone um i'm, I'm hoping that um you know there's there's a proper plan uh, to to recover the economy from where it is now but there is um you know a positive uh, side and positive light that is coming so we're happy, man. I, I think overall this week has been good. Right, right. You're sounding like a politician. We <laughs> <up run. laughs> and you're wearing a suit as well, you know, you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, how, how's, how's your week been? How's your week been? No, mine has been good, man. Um, I am doing okay. I am chasing month end so that we can get... There's a... There's a a small building that we bought the 20 unit one and okay. i'm kind of like buying it was the existing uh seller the seller is still in the deal with me um okay. and um we're busy trying now to get into the building and to manage it ourselves All and right. that that comes with i think that's also something that we can talk about here because label you like you also have like you know uh, uh, blocks of flats that you've got yes and, and when when we are going in into moving in um my happy place is that i move in when the building is empty um but sometimes you have to inherit tenants right yes now, that transition of you getting paperwork from the previous or should i say the seller and to you now how have you managed that because for me it's, it's like we need to have a round robin team, a team meeting with my guys because I'm the one who was buying this. We have yeah. concluded the sale. I need to bring on board all of my legal team. I need to bring on board all of my uh, acquisition team, my management team. There is meters that you need to have a site of. 
there is the actual building, there is insurance. There's a whole array of things yes. that needs to be taken account of. 100 you know? percent. Yes, um, yeah. and, and what is your process that you, 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 know, you utilize here without us diving deep into it? For me, right. it's simple. I acquire, I bring my team together on one meeting. We spread all of the tasks. And at a particular day, we all need to have a firm handle on it and we move in. So the first thing that I, I, I do is I, I, I obviously analyze how, how they were doing things. So what kind of tenants they, they have and what kind of agreements they have, you know, lease agreements they have with their tenants. And then um, I obviously also involve my team in terms of um, all these uh, processes, my accusation team, also my management team, um, also my legal team, um, so that um, we draw up, so we normally draw up new lease um, agreements with these uh, tenants all together so that we don't um, inherit certain clauses that we're not aware of. Right. So yeah, to avoid to avoid uh, unnecessary things. So we we'll just take the tenants. Yes, we inherit the tenants, but we then, um, you know, sign a new lease with them. Uh, Obviously, at, at we negotiate for terms and and you know and, and stuff like that. But overall, we we just uh, inherit the tenants, but we bring them into our system. Not we don't, we're not inheriting the the old system that they were using. So we yes, we're inheriting the building and the tenants, but the system is our system. So we don't have to change anything from our side. In order for us to to ensure that our business continue to run smooth. Uh, without um, inheriting problems that we um, we are not aware of. Awesome stuff. And the key thing is here is you know who is in the building, right? And the relationships uh -huh. are with you. Yes. Uh, and I think this goes for whether you've got a big block of flats or whether you've got a, a one bed, two, uh, two bath, um, it, the process is still the same. But this, yes. the higher you the bigger you get in terms of scaling, the bigger the work that needs to be done. You know, on a one bed, on a two bed, one bath, you can do it on your own, right? Um, and you don't need a team. But the moment that you start scaling up, a team is now required. 100%. Good stuff. Right, so today we are going to be talking about something that me and Lebo would possibly never um, experience in our businesses because we buy properties and develop and we rent them out. But for some people, they like to do these things that is called buy and sell. And never I know that you do buy and sell sometimes. I prefer not to do it, right? I also don't, um, I don't, I don't buy and sell. So the only time I sold, it was because of an opportunity that I saw. And the other time that I sold, under my company, um, it, it, was, it was because of um, the model that we are using so, and the type of property that we had at the time. So they were, they were not speaking to each other. So hence we, we, we decided to sell. And as a result as well, um, some of my investors, they were looking for a quick return on investment as well. So um, 
but the company's culture is for long term. So we, we buy and develop to rent out, not to sell. We don't sell. We hardly, hardly sell. So there was just few incidents where we have sold in the past, but uh, the mandate of, of, of this house is to buy, rent out, buy, develop, and rent out. So we do mostly, we do predominantly, we do um, de developments of complexes um, and uh, done anything, anything else really. And, and, and I think this is why we get along, me and you, because uh, our mission is the same. Uh, it's about acquiring assets and getting tenants to pay off our debt. Ne? And, and we reap the benefits of it. But obviously, we need to provide some form of housing, a safer environment, um, a lake neighborhood where they can obviously be. Um, yes, yeah. So having so, said that, um, Capital gains, that's what we want to talk about today. But if you're in the rental space, you would never experience capital gains, right? Um, yeah. What is capital gains, Lebo? You're the tax guru here, I'm not. No, that's why you, <laughs> you know what I mean? So in simple terms, uh, capital gains um, is, 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 is payable by individuals, trust, uh, companies to the receiver of revenue. Um, in South Africa, it's, it's SARS, uh, South African Revenue Services. Um, when you, so you, it's payable when you sell a property that has increased in value uh, since you've purchased it. And it applies to, to, to those purchased on and after. Um, or after October 2001. So that's when the capital gains tax in South Africa was introduced. Um, in the world, you can, uh, you can trace it all the way back to the 1800s from America, but um, in South Africa, it was only introduced in October 2001. Um, however, uh, that, that uh, however, um, that said, um, there is also an exemption uh, that applies to primary residents, um, you know, that has been uh, the property that the owner lives in on a permanent basis. Okay, so, so I think let's dissect it a little bit. And I think this session here today is an educational se uh, session around capital gains. And I'm going to throw a lot of scenarios to you, Labor, as we go along, and we just want to unpack where does capital gains apply? And what should you be doing? Um, and we've just realized that as a property investor, whether you are developing, whether you are buying for the purposes of rental, you will never be able to pay capital gains because that doesn't apply to you. And that's why me and Labor do that. So that's the first bucket of individuals. The yes. second one here is the person label that I'm going to say you said it applies to companies, to trusts, individuals, right? So that's kind of like every every entity, yeah. Yes, every everyone that that makes it that is able that has an ability to make money, um, they 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 apply. Uh, it's apply. It's applicable to them. Okay, cool. The next question there, then I would want to ask Lebo is that right? When does it kick? When does the um, um, capital gains kick in, you say that um, when there is a appreciation on the property that you've got, right? Yeah. Um, but there's an exemption here 
if it is your primary residence. So which means that a trust is not a person, a company is not a person, so they can't have a residence, can they? they um, there's, there's also um, special trusts. Then that, you know, special trusts, they do have, have exemptions as, as individuals. So there are special trusts that are treated as, as individuals to an extent. So okay. that's where um, the exemption comes in. Right. And I think this is where we say that if you are not so sure uh, in your team, and if you're serious about property, whatever trust that you have, you then now need to check in with your tax guide to say, hey, am I exempted? Am I not? But again, if your trust is all about rental, pro rental properties, you are not going to have capital gains. When then does capital gains apply? It, it applies when you when you sell when you sell your your property at, at profit. So it's a, let's say um, I'll give you an example. Um, when you bought uh, say a a a, a, um, a property for for about two million, and yeah. um, let's say you bought it in two thousand and two, and then you've held on to it until twenty twenty. Now things that are a bit, a bit shaky. Now you decide to sell your property. Let's say it has appreciated. And now the market value of the property is sitting at 10 million. So that means your capital gain is now it's now sitting at 8 million. Uh, so, but now there's exemptions that comes into into play where you, depending um, of your if it's your primary resident or your secondary property or your investment property, then it's treated differently. Um, uh, that's where you you consult your 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 tax practitioner or your accountant, then they'll, they'll be able to advise to say, look, in your case, because you bought it as an investment property, um, or as if in your case, because you've brought it as a, your secondary home um, that you've been using as a, as a, as a um, for rental purposes, or you've been using it as an office space, or if you've you've used it as a as a primary residence, so you have an exclusion of up to two million, that the government, um, you know, um, our partner SARS um, allows us to to you know um, to to have a benefit of. So it's treated differently uh, depending on your 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 position that you've bought in and what you've been used it for. So that, that gap between 2 million that you bought it with, it's called base cost. And then what you sold it for, um, you know, the, sale, the sales price, then um, there's, a, there's a capital gain of about 6 million there. So you need to account it for, for it. Um, so depending on your position and, and um, what you've been using it for. I think that's pretty clear, but I'm, I want to, you know these books that are, um, if you go to CNA, there's these books that are called Dummies for What What, Dummies for What What. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, always see, I always see myself in that space, you know what I mean? Um, because it explains things at a granular level. And Lebo, I want us to go to jump in into a few particular deals. Okay. Maybe I'll give you the scenario and you need to tell me does capital gains apply there yes. uh, or not, right? So uh, I am one of those, um, uh, Melissa, that's my name. And I went to a property seminar and whoo, I realized that I can make money in property. 
they said that you can flip. So I went to buy a property in Randbeck and I bought this property for 800,000. I renovated it for another 100,000 and now I sold it for 1.5. So at the seminar, they didn't talk about taxis and all of those things, right? Yes. Yes. And now I'm selling and I work at the bank, right? So um, I got a personal loan to do my 100,000. The bank gave me the other money to buy the property. So it's kind of like all of it is other people's money. You know, the seminars, they talk about other people. <laughs> yes, right? yes. So now at the end of the year, the bank have sent my IRP. <laughs> yes. And all of a sudden, SARS is claiming to say that I need to pay them some more money. Yes. Right. Yes. Could, could that money be as a result of my deal that I did here, which is a capital gain? 100%. So there's, there's, a, you know, there's a capital gain um, in, in, in terms of, um, so remember you bought the property for, uh, eight hundred thousand. Right. Now you've spent a uh, hundred thousand to increase the value of the property. Right. So that that is capital gain. So now between between what you've spent, which is nine hundred thousand. So that means um, the hundred thousand is is also a, an exclusion. So they will calculate that as a, as an exclusion, and then the six hundred thousand is going to be counted accounted uh, for as as a as a as a capital gain. So they are um, depending when whether you did it under a company or uh, um, on your individual capacity, then or under a trust, then there's 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 um, you know percentages that that um, that applies to that in terms of. Um, what what percentage is include it should should be included in your because it's it's not a separate tax return you must uh, account for it or submit it or declare it under your income tax as a as a capital gain so and then it will be taxed at your so your inclusion rate whether it's twenty percent whether it's eighteen percent whether it's forty percent. Um, your inclusion rate will be taxed at your uh, marginal tax rate. Let's say you are, uh, for instance, if your tax rate um, under your income tax is sitting at 40% or 41%, then that means your inclusion um, rate, um, whether it's 18% of your pro of your capital gain um, is included in your income, and then it's taxed at your income uh, marginal tax rate. Which is forty percent in this case? Yeah, in this case, which is forty percent, but it's forty percent of forty percent of forty percent of eighteen percent or forty percent of twenty-two percent. So depending on where you are. So let's say let's say let's use for instance um, a twenty-two percent as an example. So you have here you have um, six hundred thousand as as capital gain. Right. So they going to say in your inclusion rate is 22%. So that means you're going to calculate 22% of 600,000, then include it in your um, income tax, then it's 40% of the 22%. Right. Now, yeah. having said that label, you were thinking that you are making 600 <laughs> profit. Yeah. Yes. All of a sudden, it's less than that, right? 100%, yes. 
but that's from an individual perspective. From a company perspective, it could be up to how much? And it's it's still it's still the same. So there's a, there's an inclusion inclusion rate. So um so it's it's up to I think it's forty percent that you can um I just have to just have to um you know verify that. But I think it's up to um forty percent that you need to include um that's your inclusive inclusion rate um that you 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 you, you get text on. Right. But but with those two in mind, Lebo, I've done this in my personal capacity and I'm doing it in, in the company now. So, but from and a tech perspective, when you are now submitting. Yes, so from your text perspective, uh, so the company can only be text up to 28%, nothing more right. than that. So, um, irrespective of your inclusion rate, so if your inclusion rate, if it, if your capital gains tax is forty percent of your profits, uh, of of your capital gains, uh, that is included there. That means you only going to pay twenty eight percent of your inclusion inclusion rate. So, uh, irrespective of how much you've made, uh, or irrespective of how much you have um, included in your in your income tax, so you're only going to pay up to 28%. So by doing a flip, right, because this is yes. where capital gains kick in. Yes. Doing it in your personal name, you might have a, a, um, uh, a con um, where you can be paying up to 40%, depending up on your- 45. Actually, it's up to 45%. Up to 45%, depending on your current income right and this income here the six hundred thousand that we spoke about so that can push you up to 45 percent so all of a sudden you're no longer making the 600 that we're thinking that the deal is going to make yes 100 yes and all of a sudden now we say hey this property thing doesn't work for me oh they lied to me at the seminar yes and so we just didn't know the terms and seas of a flip. Hundred percent. So what you're basically saying, TJ, as as in, in this in this regard, let's say you are your your income. It's now you are you are making five hundred thousand per annum. So, but now because you have made an extra because you're doing a flip in your personal capacity, you've made um, an income of about a million rent. So that has pushed your bracket from that of the 500,000 to that of the 1.5 million, of which is the highest tax bracket currently in, in South Africa. So now your tax rate has increased from, from your, your normal, uh, you know, maybe 28% or 18%, whatever the case is, it has pushed it up to the highest tax bracket in, in, the, in the market uh, in South Africa now you need to pay tax at 45 percent no longer at um you know your 18 percent or your or your 45 percent because you've now made more money um because that is income tax and then on top of that that income is also uh, regarded as capital gains you now have to also declare your capital gains tax um on top of that However, Lebo, this is the worst case scenario, right? And by no means I'm trying to shock you, but this is from a 
educational perspective that this is why we in Lebo have this conversation so that when you know that you're going to make 600, you know for a fact it's going to be 600. But let's reverse the tables here, Lebo. I am unemployed um, and I have very little income coming through. Again, on the same deal, I had my 800. Maybe it was from my mother because she saw that I've got the passion of property. So she gave me the 800 and my brother gave me 100,000. And it starts, I only have a text number and I used to work two, two, three years ago. And this 600 is my only income that I've actually received this year. The tables here from a tax perspective, are they still the same or things are different? No, they are different because now your remember your tax bracket um, at that level it's it's uh, it's eighteen percent of every one rent that you make. So now you are that is before before rebates, right? So so that that's now when you you have you know the benefits of doing it under your personal capacity because now uh, whatever your inclusion rate is, they're going to just tax you. 18% of your inclusion rate in terms of um, your capital gains tax. Awesome stuff. Same deal, different outcomes. Yes, depending on where you are uh, as, a, as an individual or company or trust or a special trust. 100%. Okay, good stuff. So that's the point number one, right, around the um, yeah, capital gains label. And we've just covered the individual here, but I want us to jump into a company now. <laughs> So I'm doing this in a company. What applies what we have spoken about in the, uh, at the at an individual perspective? What then applies so that we can follow the same deal? Again, it's an 800, 100 Reno, 1.5, we have sold it. This looks like achievable deals or flips. It's common numbers. <laughs> so, so in terms of a company, so companies, they don't have, you know, the benefits of, um, you know, your, your exclusions in terms of your, your um, primary residence and stuff like that. But however, there are also benefits because now you are, remember you bought, you bought at, let's say you bought at um, 800, you spend a right. hundred thousand. So for, you know, hundred thousand that is for your renovations. Right. Um, and then there's also, uh, it, this applies also to, to individuals um, because you also incur your um, your transfer duties, your commission to 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 the um, you know to the agent. You also um, incur things like your rates and, and, and stuff like that. If you did not um, you know deduct those um, items under your income income tax submissions then in, you can add them on your, your base cost in terms of capital gains calculations. But that's where your, your accountant or your tax practitioner can help you with in regards to, to those items. Um, but then that means you, you let's say you spend 100,000 on, on, on renovations, but you spend another uh, 200,000 in terms of commission rates and taxes, um, your um, transfer duties, uh, transfer costs. So that pushes um, your cost to 1.1 million. So your base cost is 1.1 million. So now your your capital gains is no longer uh, 600. Now it's sitting on, on, on 400,000. 
So now, your, whatever your inclusion rate is, so they're going to calculate an inclusion rate on, on the 400,000 as opposed to the 600,000. Then, um, you know, and then you're going to be taxed up to 28%, nothing more than that under a company. I would want to do it in a company, if it were me. Okay. <laughs> of course, uh, I mean the highest tax tax bracket um, as a as a as a, as a company that you can ever pay it's it's twenty eight percent, nothing more than that in South Africa. Awesome stuff. Um, wh whilst we're still talking of the same thing, label and this capital gains thing, I think it is fair for us to actually say. Um, people always look at the deals and then they say, ah, what about capital gains? And depending on how you're going to do it, it might be in your favor or it might not play in your favor, right? Yes. So deal making, it's all about looking at all the possible things that can happen into a deal. If I renovate, can I still stay in my budget of 100,000? If I'm buying it, am I putting in an offer on 800,000? Am I still making money if I put in this 100,000? And what is the market going to be? And over and above that, what is the best way with my circumstance now, right? For me to also be able to walk away with a good, um, for the text to work in my for my position where I am. And many a times we don't do that. We just continue doing projects. We just continue, right? And um, in my team, we, we are very co conscious now around when a deal is coming through, all parties need to be involved on the deal, right? Because yes. each one is wearing a different hat. A legal person is like, the st that structure, mm, yes, from a legal perspective, that's sharp. And from a tax perspective, you know, you're going to pay a lot of it. So it's, it's not a one-man game where you're just willy-nilly going to do stuff on your own. You come from a seminar and you start to do these things without having partners that you can come on board and consult for you yes. to get the best solution for the deal. 100%. So that's why in, in, in seminars, it, even in those seminars, that's why they always emphasize uh the the you know the the fact of having a power team you know right. having a team so that means your power team needs to in, a, a, involve or include uh people that are wearing different hats that will help you uh, irrespective of how good of an entrepreneur you are or how good of an a negotiator you are you you are you can't be master of all things you'll be you know you can you can be jack of all trade but you'll be master of none you know um and then being a master of none that means you have a lot of loopholes that you would miss and it might come back later on and bite you okay good stuff but I think the information around capital gains, we have kind of like stretched it, given it a bit of examples. Um, in closing, is there something that you want to um, kind of like um, share with the viewers? What is it that they need to be really be careful around? And what is it that they should be doing? Uh, I think we've covered everything, but from a closing perspective, summary, what is it that they should be doing to make sure that they are not on the wrong side of tax. Tax is there. So, 
um, the, the, best of, the best thing to do for yourself, um, it's always to consult the relevant parties. Um, always, 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 always consult the relevant parties. What, when I say the relevant parties, I mean a qualified person that is qualified to give you an opinion. Not your uncle that has read about capital gains um, on Google one time and then he comes at a bride and tells you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, your cousin that has had uh, his, his tax accountant talking about capital uh, gains tax and then he comes and become, you know, wants to be uh, the smart one at the bride, you know, yeah. about uh, capital gains. But um, um, on a serious note, you need to consult your, you know, your relevant parties that are qualified, that are more qualified to give you the right advice and that can help you um, grow and achieve what you, your goal that you've always wanted to achieve. I mean, if you have a correct, um, competable, uh, competent um, team around you that can help you succeed and accelerate your growth, I, I think that would, be, that would be best for you to do so. So you might, you might think it in, in, a, in, a, in a sense that hiring these people or consulting with these people, this is going to cost you money. But I can tell you right now from where I'm standing or I'm seated is that you, you are saving more money that, than you'll ever think. Because um, the mis mistakes that you, you might, um, that you might or most likely going to commit or um, fall into are more costly than the premium that you would have paid once off or on, 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 on few occasions just to get you where you want to be. So that uh, that few thousand rents that you pay to to your power team, uh, it's nothing compared to the price that you will pay for the mistakes that you could have avoided. So I think um, it's very very important to get in touch with your tax account, tax accountant or tax consultant or tax practitioner, uh, your business accountant, your accountant, your CA, um, that will be able to, to assist you in terms of taxes to avoid tax because you don't want also to find yourself evading tax. Right. No, you're not, you're not aware that you're evading tax, but if, if um, a salesman uh, comes, they won't be lenient on you because, uh, I mean, that's why there's people like your tax practitioners in place in order for them to help you and to make you aware of the things that you don't know. So um, to avoid being on the side, on the wrong side of the law, I'd suggest that get the right information, consult with the relevant competent people that will be able to help you um, to, to, to get you where you want to be without having to, you know, fall into a pit that you might not get out of. I, li I like that level. I think the bottom line here is that we have long defined SARS as our partner, uh, and for every partner, even a spouse, there's the bad and the good side of the partner. <laughs> you know, how you are behaving, <laughs> True, true, true. Yeah, so SARS will, is a good partner if you're behaving well, and they can be a terrible partner if you're not behaving well. You might not know that you're behaving inappropriately, but either way, um, the, the tax men will always be available to give you your good 10 smacks ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and as investors, we don't want to be caught because that can be a very expensive exercise. 100%. It is over and out for me and Lebo. 
Lebo, you want to sign out for us? Um, guys, th thank you very much for watching. Um, we'll catch you later at, at the next video. Take care. Awesome. God bless. Cheers. Bye. Bye.